Hey, this is Boran Dulos with the Creative Egg Podcast, where we discuss the God-given passion, pain, and purpose for the creative individual. Hello and welcome to the Creative Ache Podcast. I'm your host, Boren, and today we will be discussing one of my favorite subjects and one of the most personally unique things to talk about. What I mean is, it doesn't just apply to me in a unique manner, but it is unique to you as well. It's almost as unique as your fingerprints, except instead of having 10, you only have one of these. We are going to be discussing your voice. Now, I want to clarify, we won't only be discussing the voice that comes out of your mouth when you're speaking, but more or less your artistic expression and how unique it is, how it was designed to communicate a certain message. And we will be using the physical voice as a representation or a model of the principles that we're talking about because your voice is one of the most unique extensions of who you are. And it is maybe the most expressive form of what's inside of you. Now, this is the second episode in a four-part series based on Esther chapter 4, verse 14. And last time we discussed how you were chosen for this time and how you were given a unique assignment that is for now. And in this episode, we're going to be highlighting the first part of Esther 4.14, Mordecai's words, if you keep silent at this time. So again, your voice is one of the most unique extensions of who you are. What I mean by that is you are not just your physical body, but you are a soul, you are a spirit, you have a mind, you have a will, you have emotions, and the voice is a powerful tool to communicate something that goes way deeper than what we can show or what we can write. I think that the voice is actually the most expressive extension of us. It can really carry the depth of the message that we are wanting to communicate. Think of it this way. When you see somebody you know, you instantly recognize them by what you see. Now, if you were unable to see them for some reason, it would be very difficult to know who they were unless they spoke to you. And it's not even because of what they say, but it's because you hear their voice. What we see in a person is not what they are necessarily expressing actively. When they speak, they are actively expressing who they are. And we can easily recognize that even without the use of our sight. Here's kind of a fun story as an example. About a week before I got married, my wife and I had this wedding shower. And one of the fun things that we did was each of us took turns, my wife and I, being blindfolded. And we were placed in front of a line and the line of people would make their way to us silently. Basically, as we were blindfolded, the other person would hold out their hands and we would be able to reach out and touch their hands. And by this, we were supposed to guess which one was our fiance, our soon-to-be spouse. 
We did it one at a time, so it was pretty fun to watch, you know, my wife being blindfolded and uh, several of us men going through the line and pretty much her getting it instantly when my hands came to hers. But then it was my turn to be blindfolded. And I was quickly going through these sets of hands. Like, I would feel these hands and I would instantly know, very quickly say, nope, next. And what I was feeling for was a particular bone structure in my wife's hands and wrists. And I know that sounds kind of funny, but I just kind of knew the uniqueness of her hands by that point. And I figured... I'm going to know this bone structure instantly. And so then there came this set of hands, and sure enough, I feel exactly what I'm aiming for, the particular bone structure, and I know this is my wife. And I say it, I say, that's her. And suddenly, everyone begins to laugh, and I'm blindfolded, and I'm thinking, did she make a funny face, or what happened? Because I, I know that I just got it. So then they send the rest of the ladies through and I really wasn't paying much attention. I just barely touched their hands and moved them along because I knew uh, that was my wife that I'd previously felt her hands. So then they place the person in front of me who I think is my wife and tell me to take off my blindfold and lo and behold, the woman standing in front of me is not my wife-to-be, but it is my mother-in-law-to-be. And, of course, this caused the room to erupt with laughter. And I was very humbled in this moment, you know, especially because I was trying to impress my wife-to-be. But she found it pretty funny. The reason I say that's a good example is because even though I was moving hastily along, if each of those people were allowed to say one word, I am ten times more confident that I would have instantly guessed which one was my wife. You see, your voice is God-designed, and he based this design on the specific purpose that he has for it. The voice is a very unique instrument, and one thing you cannot do is change it. The voice that you were given is simply the voice that you will always have. It is designed by God, and it's designed for a specific purpose. Now, this design is actually based on an existing element of God himself, and that is his voice. Now, we know that he has words that he speaks, but the voice is the resonance behind the words. So, in a way, his voice is an extension of one part of himself, while his word is an extension of another. One way to say it is that God's voice gives resonance to his word. In fact, we know that everything in the beginning was created by his word, and his word was spoken with his voice. God said, let there be light. That indicates not just that words were happening as if they were being written on a page, but that they began resonating into the non-existent void and creating matter. So when we think about our voice and the assignment behind our voice, we can know that it's because we're created in the image of God that we have a voice. There's a purpose to it, and it functions in a similar way to that of the Father. That's how He designed it, and that's how He wants to partner with us in using our voice. Now, that's actually why I'm speaking on this subject. The Father used Esther 4.14 
to begin convicting me about my voice in particular. And I found a tremendous amount of warfare around understanding my voice and the purpose behind my voice and actually taking action based on confidence in the Father's plan for my voice. And I'm sure that this realm has been a tremendous battle for you. And again, I'm not only talking about the physical voice, though I have been developing that idea for the past several minutes. So let's begin to cross over to the more specific idea of your expression of art. The voice is designed as more than just noise coming out of you. The voice is what generates vibrations from within you that extend outward and resonate with the surrounding world. Vibrations start within and carry out, and the rest of the world is affected by these vibrations. That's what we know as sound. And through this intentional sound, you are able to communicate depth, richness, and the spirit or intention behind your expression. Again, it is unique, it is fixed, and it is an extension of who you are beyond simply noise. This principle really does go way beyond the physical voice and is a reflection of the truth that exists as your creative voice as well. Just like the principle of sound generated within you extending outward, creativity is the extension of intention from within you to the outside world. Just like with the voice, it carries the weight of what is being communicated. When you have something deep on the inside of you that cannot be expressed simply through words, and you have to use the medium of creation or of art to express it, that's when you're tapping into your creative voice. Whatever medium it might be, you as an artist, you have a uniquely crafted voice, a method of creation that is meant to carry a message to the surrounding world. I'm thinking of a time that uh, we took a vacation to Alaska and we were camping in Denali National Park. We hiked several miles to the top of this smaller mountain where we were surrounded by valley and then beyond the valley all around us were massive mountains. And it was honestly one of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced. We camped on top of that mountain. And I remember waking up the next morning and seeing the sunrise over these beautiful white-capped mountains and the emotions that I was experiencing while praying and thanking the Father for giving me that encounter. I, I don't have confidence in my ability to communicate exactly what I experienced up there. And actually, that's probably showing up here in this recording as I'm kind of stumbling over my words, but that more or less proves my point. My creative medium is not necessarily the words that I'm speaking, but I do believe that I am better equipped to actually write music that would more clearly and more accurately communicate the emotional experience that I was having. And even if I were to show you pictures or a video, you might think they're pretty, but you're not going to experience what I did on that mountaintop. But if I could bring that music, you would be able to be welcomed into my experience 
through that creative medium. Now, no one has a creative voice like you. Your voice or your artistic expression was uniquely crafted to give others a personal experience that would otherwise be unavailable to them. If you think about it, every time you create a piece of art, you are giving people an experience that would have never existed for them otherwise. Your voice, as an outward expression, your creative voice, has consequences, both positive and negative. Negative things can come about concerning your voice by speaking out of wrong or selfish ambition. You can end up creating things that do more harm than good. Another way to bring about a negative effect from your creative voice is by copying another's voice. Now, I don't mean that you can't draw inspiration from others or use methods that others use. But if you're not speaking with your authentic creative voice, then you are actually robbing the world from an experience that you were designed to give them. And on that subject of robbing them, I think one of the most potent ways that we can have a negative impact with our voice is by actually not using it, by keeping silent as we begin this podcast highlighting. There's a purpose to your voice. It was crafted for a specific purpose and placed in a specific person and in a specific time or generation. If you are withholding your creative voice, then you are withholding a message that the world needs to hear, an experience that the world needs to have. But if you do speak, and if you speak authentically and submit your creative voice to the Father, then you're going to be an inspiration to others. You're going to bring them into an experience that echoes truth to the depths of their soul. And ultimately, you're going to bring deliverance. You're going, you're going to set people free from bondage and help them to see the kingdom of God through your artistic expression. When your creative voice is submitted to the Holy Spirit, your art has the most eternal impact. I'm thinking of Reinhard Bonnke, who many know is one of the most fruitful evangelists of our generation. Bonnke had an experience where the Father spoke to him and said, My words in your mouth are just as powerful as my words in my mouth. That is a phenomenal statement and extraordinarily impactful. If your creative voice is submitted to God, then when you speak, the same power that brought everything into existence is resonating from within you and impacting the surrounding world. Now, being submitted like this requires conscious dedication, but the yield is often unconscious. The fruit often doesn't come in a way that we see it. But rest assured that when you tap into the streams of the Spirit, you will flow most naturally in your intended state of creativity. And that will bring eternal fruit. Some you will see on this side, but will most definitely be visible in the next age. Now, one of the greatest hindrances to you using your creative voice authentically and submitted to the Holy Spirit is the fear of man. The fear of man is a powerful weapon against your creative voice because it causes you to either withhold 
your creative expression, or it causes you to overcompensate. What I mean is this. Sometimes the fear of man will cause you to not do what you are created to do. You start wondering if it's going to offend people or if it's going to make them uncomfortable or if they're going to critique it. And the other thing that can happen is that when you're fearful of men, you will actually use your creative voice to try to gain value. You will reach for things that are not so much authentically creative, but you anticipate that they will be value in other people's eyes. Both of these are actually a detriment to you and to your creative walk. Creativity that is rooted in fear is often naive to its potential to be damaging instead of helpful. So even if you have good intentions, if there's fear involved in your creative process to any degree, it will often have an effect that you don't quite notice. A scripture that the Father brought to me to help you with this is from Deuteronomy 31 verse 6, which says, So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. This is a powerful promise for you as a creative individual. If you take hold of this promise, you will be extremely fruitful in your creative art. You can trust this promise that He will not fail you or abandon you as you step out to be faithful and authentically express your creative voice. He's going to do it with you. He's going to go ahead of you to prepare hearts for the message. There will always be those who do not receive it. But there are also always those that we're destined to. So take hold of the promise that he will not abandon you. He will not fail you. He will personally go ahead of you. But remember, this promise has a premise. And that is that you must be strong. And you must be courageous. And you cannot be afraid. Now, I know just as well as anyone else that that is a tall order. In fact, you cannot do it. It's impossible. But with God, all things are possible, and He gives us the grace to rise up in strength, to take courage, and to refuse fear. And I believe that as you apply this scripture to your creative process, you're going to find not only do you feel more confident in your voice, in your expression, but you will also be more fruitful and you will be more authentic in that expression. There's a sort of litmus test that I like to give myself to help me sort of remember these principles, and that is to just think of myself as a child, like remember what I was like as a little kid. And like pretty much every kid, I had a very vast imagination, and I had very little care about others' opinions. I was often kind of daydreaming and lost in my own space, and I like to think of that child who was kind of free from that fear of man. And I wonder if he had the tools that I do now, what would he create? What would he come up with in that freedom? And that's something you can do. On your next project, you can apply all of the artistic tools that you have today. But from the premise, 
of that childlike version of yourself that does not care about other people's opinions, that isn't looking to gain value from your art, and isn't worried about people critiquing or saying that your art is wrong, I think then you will find a very authentic, true-to-self expression of the art that you were designed to create. You'll be speaking with the creative voice that God gave you, and that's the creative voice that this generation is ready to receive from. And though it might be raw and it might be vulnerable, I think that that is the art that will leave you most satisfied and most aware of God's design and God's plan for your creative expression. So as we close this episode, I want you to remember that no one has a voice like you. Your voice or your artistic expression was uniquely crafted to give others a personal experience that would otherwise be unavailable to them. Your voice was created for now, for this generation. Only you can bring them the creative message that God has designed you to bring. Do not be afraid. The Father will go before you, and He will prepare hearts to receive the creative message that only you can bring. In the next episode, we're going to be highlighting the piece of Esther 4.14 that says salvation will come for the Jews from another place. We'll be drawing from that God's unchangeable plan, his sovereignty over you and over your creative expression, as well as his partnership with you in that plan. And we'll be discussing the consequences of being unfaithful in your creative expression. So I look forward to seeing you on that next episode, and I hope that you've received some very edifying stuff today. See you next time.